You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges the ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Represent. You're listening to Represent. Welcome to Represent. Whoa. We are in We're here. exciting three weeks, Freddie. I know. Tell be- us what's happening. Because it is Sin's Radiothon. Woo! We are so excited. I, you get excited. I'm so, so excited. I'm so, so excited. Hyper. I've been waiting all year for this. All year, all I know, year right? for this. It's I've an exciting like, time. Yeah. So what is the Radiothon? The Radiothon is three weeks starting from yesterday. This week, next week, the week yes. after, until, until June, June 11th, 11th. <laughs> we are asking our listeners to pay for your sins and keep sin on the air. Which, of course, is very important because if sin's not on the airwaves, how are you going to listen to our You show? won't be able to say, you won't wake be up, able babe, to. Exactly. it's represent Wake time. up, babe, it's the Sin Radiothon. Speaking of, I should tweet <laughs> that right now. Exactly. So Sin is aiming to hit... Twenty-five, fifty thousand dollars. What am I talking about? It's twenty-five thousand dollars times two. I know, fancy that. So <laughs> we're gonna raise $50,000. We are going to raise $50,000, yep. as in our represent listeners are going to raise $50,000 right now. Exactly. If you're listening, um, donate. <laughs> donate. Where can you donate, Bridie? Sin.org.au. How do you forward slash donate. To donate. So, yeah, all donations over $2 are tax deductible if that's your kind of style. Looks really nice to the ATO. And you get put. <laughs> wow. You get, we are not um, qualified to give out financial you, advice no, on this show. No, I'm joking, guys. It's a joke. Um, <laughs> babe, it's a joke. I, babe, wake up. Freddie said a funny joke. Um, and you get put in the raffle to win one of three amazing prize packs. Prizes include clothing from Homie Streetwear. What? That's Hell so yeah. cool. What else, Bridie? Um, we can get vouchers for tattoos at the Vic Market. Oh, my God, I love the Vic Movie Market. Movie tickets at the Sun Theatre in Yarraville, which Ooh. is a super cute theatre. Yeah. I know that because I've walked past it and my friend told me she's oh, been there. Oh, nice. It's really good. No, I've heard it's really good. There's yeah. a kid in my cinema studies class who always goes Whoa. there and he speaks oh, yeah. so highly of Freddie it. Freddie does film everyone. I, as a minor, and I'm not very good <laughs> at it. But, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, you get issues of the literary journal VoiceWorks. That is so exciting. If you don't know what VoiceWorks is, it is a uh, 
It's a publication from Melbourne. It's a national publication, and it's super cool. Uh, it has a lot of really great stuff, um, and it seems really cool. You guys can Google it if you'd like, voiceworksmag.com.au if you want to find out about that, and you're going to get issues of it if you win the raffle from exactly. donating at syn.org.au forward slash donate. Yeah, too good. All right, and your donation, what will it support, Freddie? Your donation will, of course, support the wonderful work that everyone here does at SIN, and it'll help keep the station on the airwaves. We'll have media training, radio opportunities for young people, like 12 us. to 25. It's crazy. We'll amplify music, culture, news, and politics that yeah. matter to young Australians. Exactly. We can't interview Sammy J and a super <laughs> exciting other interview we've got with Lucas Walsh later on in the exactly. show. Exactly. Keep listening. And a super a special interview that we've got in two weeks that get excited <laughs> that, yeah um, hold your breath for two yeah, entire weeks get excited it's <laughs> gonna be really cool um we can't do that without money and sin needs money and you guys are hopefully going to give it to us hopefully. and that would be really great because i think bridie and i we have a great time on this show i know naya it. does as well she's in out. sydney at the moment she is living um, uh Actually, we're yeah. going to expose her right now. She but, didn't know that the Sydney trains have two what, stories. Yeah, what the hell is I up with that? I thought everyone knew that. Not going to lie to you. Guys, did you know that? Tweet us, at represents. Very good. And while you're on the internet, you should donate at syn.org.au. Slash donate. Exactly. Oh, we're uh, too good at this. We I, should promote everything. <laughs> they should get us to record like a promo that plays every hour. Do you know what? I think we were supposed to do that. Possibly that, after the show. <laughs> that's okay. We can do that later. It can wait because I'm too busy donating right now. In Whoa. fact, guys. Freddie's donating I, his life I'm, savings. I'm going to pay stuff for my his sins. hex debt. Yeah. Screw my hex debt. Hex I'm going to donate right now. I'm going to pay doesn't. for my sins. Sin's cool. Real quick, Bridie, can I borrow your debit card, please? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say a strong I, no to that. Okay, maybe I'll pay I'll for my myself. sins next week. Yeah, the good idea. After yeah. another shift at work or something. Yeah, exactly. So get onto it. Again, syn.org.au. And a huge thank you to everyone that has already donated and paid for their sins. You're helping we keep respect the you. Station we love alive. you. We think about you all the time. Exactly. You've never left our heads. Every day I wake up and I have like all the names that have donated <laughs> on my route. No, that's really creepy. That's really also, weird. I don't have that. <laughs> but um, I don't have that. But you know, theoretically, that's you could. Weird. Yeah, you theoretically, your name theoretically, hypothetically, in an alternate universe that is not this one, your name could be on a piece of paper of everyone at Sin's roof because they look at their roof and go. Damn, look at all those cool people who donated. So syn.org.au forward slash donate. Yeah, I feel like you need to take a breath after that. Well, let's go into our first segment. Woo. So, we are going to talk about big news of the week. Yeah. Stan Grant. Oh my so, god, what a week. He has stepped back from the ABC. Big Crazy. news. I reckon this is like poss possibly the biggest news of the week. I, 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 Actually, I, I kind of forgot what else happened this week. I'm not yeah, going to lie to you. No, it, I, definitely, like, I definitely think it was the it's biggest. It's a bit of a slow news, news week, of the week. So, yeah. yeah. We, but certainly not because of this, because no. this sort of blew everything up and it was it crazy. Did. It was. Yeah. So he's announced that in the wake of the torrent of racial abuse that he's received for years, we've all, we've all known about it. I mean... I feel like we've been hearing about, oh, you know, journalists, Indigenous journalists, journalists who are people of colour, queer journalists, uh, disabled journalists, they all receive all this, you know, discrimination online. Absolutely. Well, we've known it, but people don't do anything about it. The ABC higher-ups don't do anything about it. 
which is what Stan Grant is saying. So he's going to be stepping away from his work at the ABC for an unspecified period of time because particularly after the coronation two weeks ago where he was on a panel for... I didn't know... I think I mean I didn't watch it right. So I thought he was on this panel for like six hours, like live, essentially live blogging. That's what I know, live broadcasting. Because people were no. talking about this a lot. Forty-five for minutes, like hours before the event started. Oh, like he got all huge amounts of abuse for forty-five minutes of paneling. Wow, what? Yeah, right? I didn't know that. Wow, totally okay. disproportionate. Yeah. So he sort of said, "It's not social media." That's the big issue. Obviously, social media is an issue, huge issue. But he's saying it's the media itself. It's an inherent sort of bias. He actually said in his sign-off from Q&A last night that, you know, he considers himself to be part of the problem, which is a fascinating way to look at it. Wow. Um, very sort of reflective. I have a lot of respect for that. Mm. Um, so in response, hundreds of ABC staff around the country walked out in support carrying signs that say I stand with Stan and condemning the institutional kind of situation that they have there and he's accused the ABC of institutional failure to address the racism that he's been experiencing. Um, a quote from his article that he penned um, at the end of last week, racism is a crime, racism is violence and I have had enough. So strong words. Yeah. And strong I mean, words, but for a strong topic, I feel like. Definitely. Because it's a massive issue that and I think I we've find seen. him, I find Stan Grant to be a very powerful speaker. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I watched the video of him um, sort of signing off last night, and I was like, wow, like, chills. Yeah. No, um, I think it's just crazy that all of this has happened. Yeah. And so we've had access to an internal ABC email um, where basically Ooh. they've sort of said, it's we didn't do anything but we should have, which is like, well, that's easy for you to say now. Yeah. So it says, The experiences of ABC presenter and commentator Stan Grant following our coverage of the coronation of King Charles III have been distressing and confronting for the ABC, as they should be for the entire media industry and the broader community. Racism must never be tolerated, and I am dismayed that Stan has been exposed to such sickening behaviour. Stan has our full support, and he has always had our full support. Stan makes an enormous contribution to cover to conversations of national importance. So, interesting. I mean, it goes on. It's quite a long email, but I won't read the whole thing. But um, they condemn commercial media outlets, unspecified, but I think we can make some... I think we can all guess which ones... <laughs> But uh, we are not going to get sued for defamation, so we're not going to say it. No, no, we're not. But um, <laughs> I think we've also seen a very similar situation recently because, of course, Lisa Miller on mm. News Breakfast, mm -hmm. she had a very similar situation with the same outlets <clears throat> that I think ABC are insinuating here in their internal email. Um, and I think it's really interesting that every time this happens, uh, something like this happens, ABC kind of goes, we should have done more. Right. Why haven't and they? Exactly. It's happened, you know, a lot. Yeah. We've seen so many people. Virginia Trioli gets a lot of abuse online. Patricia Carvellis. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, Stan Grant, of course. I feel like I've been hearing about Stan Grant being racially abused for so many years. Yeah. Like, and it's not something that I've been like, oh, I wonder what people are saying about Stan Grant. But, like, you know, it's been... Yeah a consistent feature of social media, which is so horrible. Mm. It's just really appalling, and I think it speaks really badly of 
this country, really. Oh, it's disgusting. And then, of course, with the voice referendum coming up, that's just becoming sort of even more vitriolic and hateful and toxic as a discussion. Especially because with the voice referendum, I think Stan Grant can really facilitate a lot of important discussion exactly. in that. Not only in his position... Um, as Q&A, but, you yeah. know, as a really widely respected person who's clearly very, very good at his job. Exactly. And, like, very intelligent and very senior journalist. And ever since he sort of stepped up to Q&A, I feel like the sort of abuse has just gone up. Because, Absolutely. of course, Q&A has had a pretty noticeable drop in ratings that a lot of people blame on, like, Stan Grant, the terrible journalist, according to yeah. those people. And it's like... It's it's just so hateful. It's just and disgusting. Also important to note that the last people that uh, the last person that stepped down from Stan Grant, uh, not from Stan Grant, from Q and A, from Q and A was Hamish McDonald, who also said it was because of social media abuse. Yeah, like, are we not drawing? And he's a white man. Like, yeah, like, are we not drawing any connections? Is Q and A just a cursed show? Exactly. But then again, is the ABC not doing enough to not make it a yeah. cursed show? Well, speaking. Of so glad you brought that up. Hey. A media diversity report from 2022 um, found that 85% of journalists of colour had received racial abuse. So, actually, when I, I went on the conversation, because I was like, conversation feels like a good place to, to yeah. look at pe what people are saying about this. The first, the biggest top three stories on the conversation were all about Stan Grant. Really? Like, wow. Yeah, that was this morning. Jeez. Um, so yeah, so this report from 2022, 85% of journalists of colour had received racial abuse. Most were warned unofficially by their employer or by senior um, employees, but were not provided with official support or ways to deal with the online abuse that they experience. Which is like, well... Wow. That kind of checks out, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Dennis Muller, who's a University of Melbourne academic in the School of Journalism, argued in the conversation also that the words used to describe Stan Grant on the coronation panel, which were things like tirade and rant and steam bath of emotion, which I've never That's heard a new one to me. One. Yeah, Agreed. what? Um, and he said that they were calculated to intensify <clears throat> antipathy against him, which is interesting. It's a pretty yeah. big claim to make, to be oh, fair. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it checks out. Um, Osman Ferrucci... Um, who has worked at the ABC but is now culture news editor at The Age, also wrote an article supporting Stan Grant. He said, The higher up the organisation you go, the fewer and fewer diverse faces you see. Contributing to a culture that is at best dismissive of the needs and concerns of staff and audience who aren't white and at worst actively hostile to them. Wow. So, you know, there are some pretty big calls being made. Absolutely. But, you know... This is like people with lived experience. You and I, we're uni students. We're yeah. both white sitting in a studio talking about this. Like, yeah. These are people who have worked there. They've been through it. So mm. interestingly, possibly not interestingly, possibly completely unsurprisingly, a lot of politicians have just been like, yeah, Australia is a bit slack, you know. We need to kind of get onto it. We need to be a bit nicer. Yeah. David Pocock, independent senator for the ACT, said, we've got a long way to go and it's going to take leadership, mature debate, but look around. We can be better. We have to believe that we can be. It's going to take a lot more than believing, I think. Agreed. That's exactly my thoughts. Yeah. It's like, okay, we can say that. We can we can say that we want to be better as much as, you know, until the cows come home. Yeah. But What's that doing? We can say it, we can believe it, but we actually need action. Exactly. And I think we're going to need to see action, of course, from... We're going to need action from the media organisations mm -hmm. that these staff are based at. 
um, we're going to need to see action from social media platforms, and also especially. like media regulators and watchdogs and unions, right? Like, yeah, from you know, it's sort of interesting. It's like this movement towards being more protective and being more outspoken about this sort of abuse is coming from the bottom up when it should not be coming from anywhere except well i mean it should be coming from everywhere but it should be coming from the top as well yeah whereas when we see you know hundreds of abc staff walk out of work it's like well they're it's just the issue. employees yeah they're not like the head of news or anything yeah i think the abc has found themselves in a lot of hot water recently especially mm. with this and then the holy similar thing and it's they also, almost walked out on the strike earlier this mm. year as well. Uh, what's going on over there? It's just so interesting because, I mean, it's not like other, you know, the commercial news stations, Channel 7, 9, 10, News Corp, mm. right? It's not as if they're not, you know, also probably having staff experience racial abuse, but it's this position in the ABC, it just seems to completely open the journalists up to be like a free-for-all yeah. i feel like people see that and they just go that's someone who i can talk about as much as i want whereas i don't know why but yeah the com commercial journalists it seems just like there's not as much vitriol and yeah. hate directed towards them no that's fair why do you think that is i think maybe in my opinion, so if you go onto any commercial site, they all have a comment section, right? Mm. ABC doesn't have a comment section. True. Maybe those people are trying to go to the co those comment sections and write some really vile stuff. Mm. Um, and they are getting blocked, obviously. But also another thing that I think is really interesting, because of course ABC is our public broadcaster, everyone's paying for it. Mm. Maybe pe those people are a lot more... They care a lot more. It's a lot harder to avoid supporting the ABC because when you pay your taxes come July, uh, you are giving money to them. Mm. And I guess if people are paying for it, they should go, well, it should reflect what I want. And it's like, yeah. it should reflect what you want, but it also should reflect Australia as a whole. Correct. That's Absolutely. the point of it. And Australia as a whole... But we're not like those certain subset of people. The whole country isn't like yeah. that. And yeah. I think it just... It's just really disgusting. And, of course, we saw a very similar thing, thing recently. A few days ago, NITV, the National Indigenous Television mm. Network, uh, based at SBS, they've completely quit Twitter. Yeah, um, I saw that. I yeah. actually hadn't heard about that until I read it today. Yeah, but, no, yeah. they um, they had already sort of semi-quit it before. They weren't tweeting very much. Um, but they issued a statement a few days after the Stan Grant uh, resignation that they were like, yeah, we're completely done with Twitter. This place is horrible. And I think it also come, that just comes back to we need to see social media platforms do more mm. to curve this, right? Because I think uh, there's, there's freedom of speech, but then there's also abuse. And they're two completely different things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we need to be stopping that abuse. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so kind of it really kind of plays with my brain a bit that like people are so outrightly like they just have no shame on yeah. like on twitter it's like people can see what you write it's like it's just almost like a diary but like an external diary about other people <laughs> anyway. and, and it and it hurts people yeah it really hurts um, people yeah exactly it's just so yeah i think it's also interesting that the ABC as a company, or is it 
it is a company. A corporation. Right? A corporation. Um, is getting called out all the time for this, but we n aren't seeing that at other news We're not seeing that outlets. at, not even at SBS. Well, mm. it happens at SBS, but we're not seeing SBS be called out for it. Yeah. Uh, we don't see it from 9, 7, 10, News Corp, the nine papers. Mm, Fairfax. Um, yeah. Oh, it's not Fairfax anymore. Actually. Not Fairfax yeah. anymore, I guess. Oh. Um, it's 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 just weird. It's, it's weird. I feel like ABC journalists especially, they just cop it. Yeah. Um, and it sucks, and it sucks to see that Australians are like this and this. Some of them are so filled with hate. And it'd yeah. be, let's just all get along. Yeah, <laughs> well... In a very oversimplified... Yeah. Everyone just should be nice to each let's other. Let's just be nice to each other, guys. You really. wouldn't think it would be that much to ask, it's, to be very honest. But then again, it's easy to say. Yeah. Hard to do, apparently. Apparently. Yeah, it's just so interesting that they just seem to not be able to react to this. I wonder at what point enough high-profile, like, nationally known journalists are going to step back and say this is unacceptable for the ABC to take action, um, whether that's via social media or something, or whether the government potentially takes action and starts to regulate social media companies. I mean, you know. Well, could we see that sort of do? come about with The Voice, mm. where, where The Voice goes, we see a lot of this hate towards our community through social media, something needs to be done. And of course, regulation of like comments on social media is like talked about so much. Mm, yeah, it is. But nothing ever happens. And I think especially nothing when we talk happens. about... Yeah, and I think when we talk about that regulation, we always think about it uh, in terms of children mm. and what they yeah, see on true. social media. I think we need to sort of be thinking the bigger picture here. We need to think about the LGBTQIA plus community, the Indigenous community, just everyone, because people get really hurt by social media and some of the stuff that people say on it. There just needs to be wider action against it. And it'd be yeah. nice to see the government and media organisations and the social media platforms themselves uh, take stronger action, which we're not seeing at the moment. And I think we just need to get into that. Absolutely. Well, let's leave that segment there. Let's go to a song. What's the song? Don't Kiss Me by Maple Glider. Uh, yes. And Yeah, Don't Kiss yeah. Me by Maple Glider. So and hey, I just find that very You're not kissing Maple Glider, maybe you should donate. SYN.org.au forward slash donate. Good work. Too easy. Alrighty. Uh, you're listening to Represent. Stay with us. Welcome back to Represent. Uh, Freddie, take it away. What are Welcome we talking back. about? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Let's do a little bit of Radiothon I, promo. I How could gonna, I forget? I was going to say... SYN.org.au slash donate. I hope we saw some donations over that song break, guys. That was more than enough time. That was plenty of time. In fact, I stole Bridie's debit card while she was at the what? bathroom. <laughs> this is news and, to me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it got declined, but... Oh, <laughs> oh, lucky you. I am a student. But, yes, but you know what? You know what? When your d card gets declined, people have always had a, a fantastic segue. option to Great go segue. to. I, I I just got here. What is Radiothon? I well, <laughs> no, Lachlan, we've actually spent our time attention. on that. We want to get out um, of here at five forty. We true. do have an interview to play, and we do have two more we segments do. to get into. Anyway, you ruined my fantastic segue. Yeah, it was a really good. Segue. If your card gets declined, you always had another option to turn to, and that option is called. Afterpay, or ZipPay, or Klarna, or any of the buy now, pay Whoa, later services. He's an expert. Right? I am an expert because this week, uh, buy now, pay later services are going to be regulated by the end of the year. 
which is crazy that they haven't been regulated already, in my opinion, because they haven't been regulated because they've been considered essentially tech companies. And I think a common theme that we've seen with tech companies, like uh, Uber, for example, is of course the biggest one, and of course these buy now, pay laters, is what they do is they come in, they call themselves tech companies, they break a bunch of laws, and then say they've disrupted an <laughs> Whoa. industry. Whoa, we about to Allegedly, get sued. no, no. But um, it's a again, it's a joke. It's hyperbole. But um. But yes, they do a lot of things that tech companies don't usually do, and they say they've disrupted an industry. But Australia is set to regulate these buy now, pay later services by putting them under the Credit Act. What is the Credit Act, I hear you asking? That's a really great question, guys. Am I about to fall asleep? <laughs> I, the... <laughs> this sounds like something that I... I mean, knowing my um, love for financial conversations... <laughs> I mean, I feel like the Credit Act, like, is that, like you know, who you can loan things to? Look, is, it, is, it, is it why I keep getting declined for credit cards? Pretty oh. much, yes. <laughs> um, pretty much, yes. So the Credit Act essentially just regulated all these credit products. So think a credit card from a major bank or a loan or anything that involves an organisation giving you money and you have to pay that back. That is essentially what the Credit Act regulates. It makes sure that the people that are getting these loans and getting these credit cards are not being... It's not predatory, basically, so you can actually afford and you're able to pay that back and you're not going to dig yourself into a giant hole. Um, so that's pay pretty much what Afterpay and ZipPay and all these other buy now, pay later companies are going to be put under into. So basically, before this regulation, if you wanted to sign up to an Afterpay account, it is incredibly easy. And I know because I did sign up to one. Yeah. And I will tell you why. How much debt are you in from? I will tell you, no, I will tell you why because I scammed them. So oh. what happened was not actually... Whoa, hang on, hang Not on. Actually. Are I've you allowed a, to say this? No, I've got... So what happened was I was buying something on eBay and they had, like, a $20 coupon if you paid with Afterpay. And I was like, damn, I'd love oh. to have that. Yeah, um, okay, but I don't want to use Afterpay because I don't want to be on the hook for this for the next, what is it, six weeks or something. So I, I did a bit of digging and it turned out you can make payments in advance. You can just pay it all off if you want to. Exactly. So I opened an Afterpay account, paid with Afterpay, got this $20 coupon, then did all my payments, and then closed my account. Just just took the money and ran. Exactly. So I hope they don't come after me. But uh, <laughs> See, I did the same what? thing, but I wasn't as clever. Yeah. And it was like $25, and like um, I spent it on a fast fashion website with a very poor reputation. Oh my and god, I got exposing the most yourself. Impractical pair of boots I've ever owned. I only wore them like twice and Yikes. they're still just like, you know, in the corner of my room just like yep. judging me. Um, but I did not do the smart thing like you, Freddie, and just pay it off and run. That like final payment came in and I was like, wait, hold on, I don't have that money. Like, I oh nearly, no. Like, I very, it was close, but it yeah. was like a brush with disaster. Yeah. So how how is this regulation going to save me from myself? That's a really great question, Lachlan, and I'm so glad you asked it, because when I signed up for my Afterpay account that immediately closed it, it was really easy to sign it up. I had to give them my email, my name, uh, my date of birth, my address, that's it. There was no approval, there was no nothing. But this regulation would now require people 
to uh, which would now require these organisations to comply with responsible lending or obligations and have Australian credit licences, which is basically a legal obligation that says, hey, we're not going to be predatory, we're going to make sure we're responsible and the people that we're giving money to are actually going to be able to pay it back, which is especially important for buy now, pay later because the fees are uh, historically, if you default on your payment, the fees are incredibly high. They are higher than a credit card. They are higher than banks giving you money in a loan. It is crazy. And it's extremely predatory because it is so easy to get into these accounts. It is so easy to, to access these services. And you can dig a hole for yourself very quickly, which, happened, which happens a lot. In 2020, the uh, ASIC, which for those wondering, what does the ASIC stand for? I hear you ask. The Australian Securities and Investments Commission found that some consumers were suffering serious harm as a result of buy now, pay later expenses, especially because previously buy now, pay later was used for uh, clothes or like buying a new phone. And now people are using it for their grocery run at Coles or Woolies or a grocery store. So it's becoming ever more prevalent and they are complete. And these organizations that provide this credit are completely unchecked and unregulated. So this new law, these new laws, this new regulation will require these organizations to actually conduct checks, uh, make sure they are responsible with their money, and make sure that they're giving it to people who will actually pay it back and they're not going to get themselves into a, into a bit of a quicksand situation where they're constantly just digging themselves a bigger hole and a bigger hole. And I think especially what was very interesting is that there's been evidence to suggest that, that these services disproportionately affect women, First Nations communities, and of course people on low incomes. Because when you can't afford something, it's very easy to go, I'll have to pay it, and you're paying for it over four weeks, and then you're doing that more, and it's not getting great. So I think it's especially interesting that it disproportionately affects women, First Nations communities, and people on low incomes. And I think especially, I guess, like, relating to people needing to, do, people needing to do more to protect vulnerable people in this sort of situation, it's great to see the government stepping up and providing these safeguards for people to make sure that these, these companies are actually checking who they're loaning money to, right? Like, would you guys ever consider using one of these services from all sort of the horror stories you've heard or from Lachlan's lived experience? <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone back. You haven't gone back? No. No. Yeah, I'm very reluctant. I feel like it's just a bit of a void. I feel like I'll spiral into this void of buying more and more things that I can't afford. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I just know that I can't be trusted. Like, I know who I am as a person. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure you're all wondering, what have the affected companies said about this? And of course, they've done the usual company strategy of going, yay, we love regulation, which is just a way pretty much to say, please don't regulate us that hard. Um, Afterpay have said they welcomed the changes and they said the announcement from the government is a strong first step in the development of fit-for-purpose, buy-now-pay-later regulatory framework that embeds, that embeds effective consumer protections, generates positive outcomes for consumers and businesses, and provides certainty for the industry. The co-founder of Zip, Peter Gray, has also been very positive about these changes and said, we really, we do really believe that option two, which there were three, background, there were three options. It was basically let them self-regulate, partially cover them under the Credit Act, and completely cover them under the Credit Act like a bank, 
like a bank is, um, they got they went with the second option, which was partially cover them under the credit act. So they're not considered banks, but they are considered credit co- companies essentially. Um, we b- believe going with this option is a sensible balance between protecting consumers from harms, delivering confidence to industry stakeholders, but also promoting competition and innovation. Of course, these companies were going to say they were really excited to be regulated. Of yeah, course, they were. Of course. I think, of course, we saw with ChatGPT, I think last week, the founder of OpenAI said to the US government, yeah, we think we do need to be regulated. No, you, no, you, you don't want to Why be. Why would you think that? Well, yeah, it's just a strategy to, to like pander to them and be like, yeah. oh, well. So, yeah, anyway, these regulations are going to come at the end of the year. They have been widely welcomed by consumer groups and these community and representative groups for these communities that have been severely affected by, mm-hmm. by now pay later services. And, yep, these changes will come at the end of the year, and hopefully we will see a lot less of these horror stories on a current affair where people dig themselves into <laughs> buy now pay later holes, and it's very difficult to get out of those Absolutely. Well, wow. shall Tracy we? Tracy Grimshaw having a crisis. Like, what do I do? I know. How will she? How do? How do have I fill the content? show? <laughs> what right. do I do now? There ain't enough dirty trees. Should we go to a song, or do you want to just go into your segment, Lachlan? I reckon let's head into my segment. Beautiful. Because we, we've got to get to Lucas Walsh. I know. We can't. Let, to, like, it was a great interview. We we've can't. We've got let to go. go. We've got to go. So look, um, what's happened? It, it is quite serious. But in New South Wales, they established uh, just over five years ago a commission called the Law Enforcement Conduct Commission, and they've essentially monitored New South Wales police and their conduct since about 2017. Now, this commission yesterday they released a report into its first five years of investigation. So this covers. 2017 all the way up to about halfway through 2022. What they found was a high proportion of critical incidents involving police have involved a person experiencing a mental health crisis. But despite this, police training on how to respond to someone in mental health crisis is currently extremely limited. So I've got some numbers for you. Um, The LECC found that of 157 total critical incidents they investigated, 43% involved an interaction with a person in a mental health crisis. Then of 78 incidents deemed by police to have arisen from an interaction with a police officer, 60% rose as a consequence of self-inflicted harm. So some really, really serious situations there that police are essentially finding themselves in, um, you know, on the front line in these in these incredibly yeah dire situations over the last five years. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so... It's really quite disappointing that they haven't even sort of thought about this. Um, obviously, like, part of the kind of gig of being a cop is that you need to be able to deal with situations that you might not necessarily be fully prepared for, but there should be a level of preparation. Yeah, well, that's... And a large level of training, you know. We see people who, you know, are homeless who often have mental health issues. I feel like I live near Victoria Street. There are cops there constantly. They should be trained to deal with that situation. Absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, look, it, it, it is a very serious issue. So there have been, you know, coronial inquests and all sorts of investigations. And what the LECC has um, found has been recommended to police over the last five years, right? They're going, well, yeah, of course we're in these serious situations, so you should be more prepared. They've recommended increased collaboration and scenario-based mental health training. So not just theory, 
actually get in there and do some role plays, um, more collaboration with the New South Wales Ambulance Service, and also a system to dispatch appropriately trained police officers um, to respond to, to be identified at incidents um, which involve someone suffering a mental health um, crisis. So there, there, there is a program that exists called the PACER program. That's the Police Ambulance Clinicians Early Response Program. Um, however, since April 2020, only 13 out of 45 police districts have rolled out this program. And look, while it's a very good program, it only covers eight hours of the day. And as we found, as we found last week, it is those, you know, those um, times when, you know, you don't have someone on call when very serious things can happen. We did see that last week, didn't we? We, we? we did see that last week. Thank you, Freddie. So, yeah, last week it was um, a very unfortunate incident in an aged care home. Um, mm. A woman called Claire um, Nolan, she's in her 90s, she was critically injured last week when police um, went to her aged care home. She was wandering around. She had a knife, um, and they used a taser on... Um, yeah, they used a taser essentially to, um, you know... Um, disarm her with the knife. Now, she's fallen and been injured quite badly in that incident, and she's now receiving end-of-life care um, in a hospital. Now, that's a quite serious incident, and there has been um, incredible blowback from um, civil liberties groups, Disability Australia. Um, there's a lot of criticism. You've also got now the New South Wales Police Commissioner also, you know, copying some criticism for essentially... Police have body cams that they wear. Yes, yes. So there do. is video of this incident that exists, but the New South Wales Police Commissioner has not watched this video. She's been very public that last week, this week, she's saying, I'm not watching it. Um, her rationale being that watching the video, this is a direct quote, watching that video is not going to make the investigation go any faster. I can understand the criticism, but it's a bit voyeuristic. I think the public want to see the video, but it's not going to change the outcome. So I think that's interesting because that's not... <clears throat> I didn't watch it. That's I don't think that the public should watch it, which exactly. I fair enough. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think it's voyeuristic the, as well. The public mm. doesn't really need to see the it. We all know the public what's doesn't. Happened. Yeah, but the boss of the police. They, exactly. Boss, you're you're the boss. The buck stops you. With need you need to watch it. You, so you should have watched this video. Yeah. So she's already under fire for not watching the video, mm -hmm. and now the day after you know all of this incidents happened, you've got this report that's come out that said, hey. In the first five years of our organisation's existence, we've recommended to you quite clearly that there needs to be more mental health training. For example, if you're involved in an incident with a dementia patient. So it is really, really bad timing. And Karen Webb is not having a very good week. So we'll keep an eye on this one with, with New South Wales Police and see kind of how that, um, how that situation evolves. But, um, Bryder, we might lighten things up with a song, maybe. I think that's a great idea. What's right. the song? The song is That Girl by Brie, Wan Brie you know, Runway. You know what that girl did? She donated. <laughs> syn.org.au forward slash donate. They should hire you, I think, Freddie. They should. You are much better at this than I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay with us. You're on Represent. That was a cracking song. That was it such was. a it good was a song. Bar. It was a good song. It was a good song. And I had time to donate at syn.org.au forward slash donate. Fantastic. I mean, oh a great song, but not as good as this interview coming up. Yes. Exactly. So true. Oh, you guys, are, you're just like my pro. I don't need to do anything. I can just sit here. Um, yeah. So we have an interview about to listen with Lucas Walsh. Uh, he's an academic at Monash. He was a great uh, dude to chat to. Seems really cool. He was lovely. We'd love to get uh, him in the studio at one point. Yep. So, Lucas, if you're listening. <laughs>
come on the show. Text um, us, please. We'll wrap up now and then I'll play the interview. So uh, thanks for listening to Represent today. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, happy Radiothon. Donate yeah. to Sin. We want to be on the air for the rest of time. Yeah. You should be able to say, wake up, babe, it's Represent time every single Tuesday for the rest exactly. of the universe. And I'm sure our listeners will make sure it happens. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, Listen back to our episodes, Omni, Apple, wherever you want to get your podcasts. And um, there's something else. Oh, our socials. Our socials. Sin represent at Twitter, on Instagram. I've posted, I've tweeted today. I've Everywhere. been posted. Um, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And remember to stay political. You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast where young people run the show.